Ask the MP. The Right Honorable is in the hot seat. Ask the MP with Farai on CFM Stereo. It is a Tuesday evening. It is time now for Ask the MP, and I am Farai Mokutuya. Thank you so much for tuning in. Just to remind you, uh, ZFM Stereo is broadcasting live on 106.4 here in Harare if you are in the capital city. Elsewhere across Zimbabwe, Chivu, 99.8, Bayer Bridge, 101.6, Chimani Mani, 91.3, Cholosho, 97.9. I will give you other frequencies throughout the course of this program. But we also uh, can be caught live. Uh, just uh, log on to zfmstereo.co.zw. Also go to our social media platforms, Facebook, forward slash ZFM Stereo. We're streaming this program live, so you can uh, watch us there or tell people wherever they may be. They can catch us on there, get in touch with us, participate in this discussion as we always like you to do. Engage with us on Twitter. It is ZFM Stereo. Uh, That is our Twitter handle, but we also encourage you to get in touch with us. Our WhatsApp number is 0731168045. Ask the MP is a program that belongs to you as the listeners. It's driven by your participation. It's your opportunity to engage, to interact to ask questions uh, and to uh, participate in obviously these discussions that we have tonight we have uh, three guests in the studio before i uh, you know i uh, introduce them very quickly tonight we are focusing obviously uh, as we have been and will continue to do in the build-up to the elections on uh, july 30th tonight we're talking to uh, look we're talking to marginalized groups in the elections we're trying to locate the voice of the marginalized in the forthcoming elections are they being heard and that is the question we'll be seeking to answer today my guests in no particular order ian vambe is from young voices disability rights advocacy Ian, great to have you on the program thank you joined by memory kadao she is from the institute for young women development memory great to have you here too thank you lastly and certainly by no means least isabel monjora from the mdct aspiring Honorable. Thank you so much, ma'am, for coming through to the program. Thank you. Now, uh, as I said, we want to hear from you. We want you to participate. Go to your, go to our Facebook page, facebook.com uh, forward slash ZFM Stereo. We are live streaming this program. Get in touch with us there. Ask a question. Watch and follow this discussion live on that platform. Get in touch with us on Twitter, ZFM Stereo is the handle. Ask a question, uh, you know, post a contribution. Um, we also want you to get in touch via WhatsApp, as many of you do from all over the world 0731 is our whatsapp number tonight we're asking uh, you know are we being heard trying to locate the voice of the marginalized in the 2018 elections uh, let me begin with you ian um when we say marginalized groups in this forthcoming elections uh, who are we talking about here or some, who are some of the groups that we're referring to Okay, thank you very much. Uh, when you talk of marginalized groups in this uh, forthcoming elections, we're talking of groups that have struggled to be treated as equal humans within our country and in the world at large. So we are, fo- we are, la- we are focusing on um, people with disabilities mainly, uh, the constituents that I'm representing, and we're also looking at women in general. They also have their challenges. So these are the groups that are seeking emancipation day in, day out. So we are here to s- talk about issues that they, they've been affecting us uh, since we, we are preparing for these elections. What is your take on the build-up to the elections? Is that representation happening? Is is are you or are these groups coming out of the margins? Well, uh, there is no absolute answer to that, but uh, it depends from where you're coming from. 
Because when you look at it from the disability perspective, there's been issues, you know, uh, there's been issues that have been happening since people started to register uh, for mm-hmm. voting. Mm-hmm. When you want to talk about the inclusivity, we go to the uh, voting uh, registration process that was uh, carried out by throughout the country, where we have seen a lot of challenges where people with disabilities, particularly, for instance, people with hearing impairment, they have struggled to register because there were no sign language interpreters. Mm-hmm. And people with... Uh, visual impairment or people were blind they've also struggled because there was no braille material at those polling stations which is also indicating a problem that we're going to have when it comes to the voting on the 30th of july this year because obviously there's no if we didn't have a braille material when we were registering it also means that we are not going to have braille material during the voting process so it also violates human rights when it comes to issues of uh, the you know privacy self-confidence and all that because someone who is visually impaired is supposed to come up with someone that he trusts but then humans you can never trust anyone <laughs> because if i tell you to put an x on isabel and you, uh-huh. if, if, if you put an x on farai then you just tell me nice up isabel. So. you know so the problem is always there because there is no privacy for these individuals so however there have been efforts you know to always compliment and welcome people with disabilities we have seen a late entry of sign language interpreters that are trying to come up and say you know what people those who have been marginalized those who are saying we do not have sign language interpreters you can now come but it was very late and it was also after we had made some noise and right now as i speak um i'm sure some uh, there are issues at the court i'm sure advocate abram abram is court pertaining to the issues of of people with uh, visual impairment that there is no braille material how are we going to access polling stations how, how are we going to be effective so the build-up has been really uh, characterized with mixed feelings. Everything mm-hmm. has been happening positive and negative. Indeed. Let me come to you, Memory, and ask, uh, you know, obviously you are here representing young women, uh, development of young women. Uh, I'll put the same question to you. What are some of the issues that uh, you may be unhappy about or some of the issues that you want addressed as we build up to these elections? Uh, thank you very much. Um, I come from Institute for Young Women Development. Uh, a feminist organization that works with young women from rural, mining, resettlement, and um, and peri-urban areas, uh, which is located in in Bindura. So, as as Institute for Young Women Development, uh, our main focus are young women, and in in our opinion, and in my opinion, I believe young women are much much more. Uh, marginalized even mm-hmm. as as Ian can agree with me even within their sector that's true uh, uh-huh. the young women are much much more mm-hmm. marginalized and I would I, I want I love statistics because uh-huh. statistics tell a story um, there's evidence if you look at uh, someone did uh, the analysis after uh, Zach gazetted uh, the 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 number of nominated uh, candidates mm-hmm. uh, women stand at 14 percent a 14 percent which 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 is a decline mm-hmm. i think um which i think has taken us 10 years if not further back in terms of representation of young women and we did an analysis as institute of young women development that who, who are those 14 percent and where are they located True. and within that 14 percent less than five percent are young women mm-hmm. so in my opinion uh, young women are, are marginalized and women in general is it a, a, a scenario of there being no takers or, or young women willing to put up their hands and say look i want to participate or uh, were barriers put in place that uh, prohibited them or, or restricted their participation i think it's a multitude of uh, some of the the issues that you mentioned but um 
uh, number one is uh, I think the barriers, uh-huh. um, our our environment and the enabling environment that Ian was talking about. If you talk about uh, how young women can access or can participate fully and access their freedoms in the political uh, environment. We talk about issues of violence. We talk about issues of, of, of sexism, everyday sexism that is actually amplified during elections where young women are, told, are, are called mahure, where young women are, are, are asked who their husbands are and where they are and where young women are deliberately elbowed out of that 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 environment and we work with young women very closely uh, i think bella can testify to that mm-hmm. who have actually had personal experience that they were pushed out to the extent that they are now independent candidates they are still pushing so issues of confidence uh, they are there but we cannot we have passed that hurdle because we've been trying as civil society organization to address issues of confidence to address issues of capacity to address issues of young women coming up and saying i want to lead so we can't talk about issues of confidence but we we can talk about the environment we can talk about how we are making the environment and uh, conducive uh, for young women to participate and in in the political space isabel i want to bring you in here and uh, obviously being uh, you know, in, in 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 engaged directly in some of these issues of politics, some very interesting points raised here by memory, and I want to pick up on one in particular where she says, "Look, uh, there's always it almost seems as if you know when a woman is engaged in politics, uh, I've certainly have heard people say, or, or, or when a woman is, is is opinionated, she she puts forward uh, seems to show confidence or is assertive. Uh, people say are quick to jump to the conclusion that." They are single women or divorced women and uh, as memory says you know you're asked where are you, where is your husband where are your husbands uh, is this something you've encountered and, and and how do women get over these issues um thank you very much you know um memory raises some very pertinent issues mm. when you look at the participation of women in politics it is appalling considering that um the levels or the the, the statistics in the previous elections women were much more than they are right now mm-hmm. but then um it this can actually be attributed to cases of uh, women's bodies being sexualized and this then being used against women mm-hmm. apart from that you then notice that um patriarchy is still very real in our societies whenever i'm I'm coming from a rural constituency Mm -hmm. whenever you want to approach people and you want them to get to uh, to come and vote for you they'll ask you about your marital about your marital status i don't get the fascination they have with this are you married who's your husband and stuff like that Mm -hmm. because to me marriage does not define me and then there's this myth that assertive women are not married. I'm actually a happily married woman and I'm in politics. People do find it so hard to reconcile this with, with the stereotype they have of women who are in politics. This is why you then find women being labeled so many names, so many unpalatable names whenever they become aggressive or whenever they say, they have a, a, a different stance mm-hmm. compared to what society says should be right. Mm-hmm. So this is something I, I think um, we just need a mindset change 
because once we change the mindset and start appreciating a woman by virtue of her merits by virtue of what she brings to parliament or to a local to a, a, a position of authority then then will we be able to then say uh we've come to a, a logical conclusion right now we cannot say that let me ask you this when you you said obviously at your initial engagement the reactions are as you've said uh, people are taken aback or certainly uh, are dismissive uh, mm-hmm. do you see that there's a change or do you experience a change in 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 people's outlook and thinking when you express to them your ideas the value that you want to create for them the 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 way you want to represent them when you get that opportunity to engage beyond the initial uh, saying i'm a woman do they change when they see the substance that you have yes they do change but but it's 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 at a snail's pace it's not as fast as we would want because i want someone to understand where i'm coming from by virtue of me just coming to them and saying comrades this is what i'm representing not by virtue of me being a married woman who has come in a rural constituency and saying please vote for me uh-huh. it, this marriage thing uh, this status should not be used as a you know as, as, a, as a guideline or as a, a, a yardstick of um how i would want to be perceived by society so we've established what some of the challenges are some of them very common and we we've spoken <clears throat> about them previously and i know that they will continue to come up i want to come back now ian nask uh, to what level has there been willingness to engage or openness to actually say okay we are aware of the challenges braille uh, we are aware of interpreters and all these things and the willingness to now say let's accommodate it may not be the best case scenario because we should have done this from uh, the initiation of the process but we're now willing to to find how we can assist and, and make this a more uh, inclusive process for everyone uh, to be honest i really think this is only people who are not really concerned because elections is not something that happens unprepared it, it it's something that we have been aware of since 2013 that we're going to have elections in the next five years. So it really means that people have enough time to, to prepare for the elections, to know what is needed, how are we going to carry it out. So the problem always comes when things are done last minute. Obviously, there are going to be some errors, there are going to be some left, people who are left out and all that. So for me, I, I, I really believe that uh, for persons with disabilities who are very much marginalized, we have faced a very much a very big challenge in terms of how then can we be active in politics in participating at a probably indirectly in, in politics but however we've also seen positives coming up because we have a number of people with disabilities engaging who are also taking up posts to be you know councillors mps for instance um we have um henry Kifanga, who is the mp in chivi who, I, I mean who is an aspiring mp in chivi then we also have um gomo who is in rua we have nyasha now who is in chitungiza we have a a lot of guys who are also trying to make up you know i think the best way to do it is when we have enough representation in parliament then these guys are in a position to influence policy they are in a position to voice our concerns so that everyone can be heard because when you also look at how uh, the society has been receiving uh, disabled people who are campaigning 
it's been a challenge because mm. there's an attitude to disability pertaining to can you bring something that we want in our constituency so it's been a challenge for these guys who are campaigning because people are really failing to see the individual first before they see the, the disability mm-hmm. because we are always viewing the disability like ah this guy in a wheelchair or this guy who is very short those people with graphism or they see those all kinds of disabilities before they see the person mm-hmm. so for my fellow comrades who are, who are campaigning there's been a challenge on how they are being received by the society because the society believes different things when it comes to disability it's a case something that's not even supposed to be here but you know what these comrades are getting on and the fight is on so i really wish them well that they, if they might make it to parliament that would be the beginning of something new mm-hmm. let me ask you this uh you know i saw you nodding and taking notes as uh you know ian was talking memory i, I know you obviously want to add on to that but uh, there is this uh and as you are speaking i was saying look the unfortunate thing with the way politics is done or has been done in Zimbabwe, mm-hmm. in Zimbabwe traditionally is that there are a few dominant faces and names and uh, political organizations that uh, you know they dominate they get all the coverage the attention is put on them and everyone else is sort of relegated to the periphery no man, no one really yeah, matters true. and so uh, you know you talk of issues of uh, disability people say look okay we'll deal with that later maybe next election for now over these issues can we ever change that um thanks farai i think uh, that's a very pertinent uh, question that you ask you asked um bella also mentioned something about changing our mindsets uh in terms of how we do politics how we think it how we envision it there's uh, a real challenge to zimbabweans uh to change their mindset if we are to go forward and if you are to have leaders that we deserve mm-hmm. and if we are to have leaders that actually serve the people so we have to change the mindset and we can only do that by continuously challenging and continuously talking about the issues you're right that uh, the field is 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 not level if it comes to visibility if it comes to if you even if you go to the media and we we take the statistics yeah. uh, uh, they are always tilted and they are in favor of one person uh, versus uh, the, the, the other so I, I, I think uh, I'm a very optimistic uh, person uh, young women because I think we have seen in terms of our advocacy work we have seen positive change in terms of um, the struggles or the barriers or the challenges that we've always faced so we 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 don't give up we keep pushing and knocking uh, at those doors but one thing that i wanted uh, to to emphasize on before um uh, i give the chances to other to talk about it's about election is about uh, improving people's lives uh. it's about improving our lives as zimbabweans but uh, it's very sad that uh, even every electoral cycle the challenges and sometimes the barriers are amplified Mm. We we talked about, you asked the question about, has they been changed? And I, I, I was nodding because with Ian, I think we, we share uh, same frustrations as young women and as well as the disability sector mm-hmm. in terms of how we are taken serious and how our issues are tabled at, at the table. Because you if, if you go back and you, if you track uh, what have we have been tabling before ZAG, before parliament, before political parties, are the same issues of representation and inclus- in being included in, this, in these spaces. And we have political parties and even the government itself, the state, blatantly uh, disregarding uh, constitutional sections in their own 
uh, sections in their own constitutions if we talk about the quarters when they come to you uh, these this this MPs like uh, <laughs> the potential <laughs> candidates Bella for example I'm sorry my sister yeah the closest example um, they promise heaven and earth they tell you we are going to do this we are going to do that we have this quarter for the disabilities we've got this quarter for for the minority groups but when we go back because they they sign this peace pledges they sign the commitment that they are going to include women but then when we what's actually on the ground is not what they are saying is not what in their manifestos but there has to be a mindset shift there has to be commitment and some seriousness in terms of uh, our leadership let me come to you and I, I want to ask this question uh, uh, and, and, and understand, um, Isabel, you made mention of the fact that you're in a rural constituency. Um, not necessarily that when we talk about rural communities, they are marginalized in, in the way that we've been talking about here. But uh, I certainly get the sense that, you know, the, the status of rural communities or rural people is elevated only at election time because of the numbers that perhaps they, 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 they bring. Uh, but also some people may say, look, and I, I look at it and say, look, as much as we can say that it's level, we are being equitable, there still is a lot of bias in terms of information, in terms of education, in terms of resources that is put into urban areas. So a lot of the things that we hear and see here in, in, the, in the urban areas may not necessarily be going out there to the, to, to the rural communities, education, awareness, those sort of issues. Uh, what is the status uh, and, and what is the feeling of these people in urban areas? Do they get the sense that, oh, uh, it's five years again, we are now here, we're going to be promised all sorts of things, we'll be offered a few goodies, uh, and then people will disappear again and then come back to us when they want our numbers? Um, the people in the rural areas right now are saying, you only f- uh, find our worth or you only get to understand that we are important when you want us to elect you. Mm-hmm. When you look at uh, everyone who is campaigning right now, they'll, they'll, um, ex- they'll make their campaign extensive two years before the election. That's when they'll go back to the electorate and say, I promise you this, I promise you that. So n- right now, the rural constituency is just a, a doubting all political parties because whenever they elect people these people then start doing this um parliament business in harare Mm -hmm. instead of coming back to the constituency and hearing what the constituency really needs Mm -hmm. so right now they're saying oh because of the level of poverty right now they're saying ah finally it's election time at least we'll get we'll get some cups of rice but when you get that cup of rice, you're only able to then feed your family for just a day or two. Uh-huh. What will you do for the next five years? Uh-huh. You see now. So uh-huh. I, I also want to confirm what uh, Memory was talking about on quarter systems. At least the disabled have a seat in Senate. Uh, is it Senate or Parliament? Senate, which actually. Senate, uh-huh. which is reserved for the disabled. Uh-huh. But is it enough? Yeah. And when you look at someone who's disabled 
who is 25 years old and aspires for public office, they automatically do not qualify in Senate True. because you have to be 40 years and above. How then will, will th those voices be heard if you are making, if you are putting people who are much older or in a different generation to then try and relate to this to this constituency of the young disabled person? On still on quarters, you then find out find that we have the women's quarter where women are being given 60 seats in parliament but it was a very good initiative it had it, it has its loopholes but at least women got something but someone just thought that it was normal to put a ceiling on it and say we're just giving you 10 years I don't know how in their minds they thought that the historical imbalance which has been there for time immemorial would be corrected in just 10 years and then say women are now having a level playing field with the men. Then you, you then go back to the political parties. They have this quota system. It was initially made for empowering women so that whoever benefits from the, um, from the PR seat would then choose a constituency because they'll at least have a few resources to then get a, co a proper contesting constituency. But right now I can just... From the top of my head, I can just look at people like Paulina Mpariwa. Mm -hmm. She has been in parliament for the past 20-something years. Mm -hmm. She had a constituency, Mfakose. But she decided to leave that constituency and come back to PR. Mm -hmm. Now she's number one on the PR list in, in the MDC Alliance. This defeats the whole purpose of a women's quarter. Sure. Because now the people who are supposed to be... Uh, empowered by this quarter are not getting the opportunity anymore mm -hmm. instead we are just re we are just recycling the, the the older women who have always been there who have actually benefited much more than the younger women so it's it's just a sorry state right now so let me ask you this uh, an mp is there to represent their constituents their area and so they should if you know in reality be the voice ideally be the voice of their 10,000 or however many people yes. are there and so if we have a a seat that is uh, or seats that are reserved uh, for for the disabled in the senate uh, it may not be a 25 year old isabel but they, that person should be able to hear the the issues that are affecting these people and 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 be their voice and represent them why isn't that happening well uh, for a start we this started actually in the 2013 elections we had two seats reserved for the senators and we have had senator mashawakure and um, senator shiri where whose term has actually come to an end this was something that started in zimbabwe it was actually one of its kind for a start but we are we are saying this is not enough because in the senate it's really uh i would say something that is next to in, ineffective when it comes to actual representation because issues are debated in parliament people get down to uh, their constituents that they are representing but i would also want to agree with what isabel said you know for women they had those 60 seats you know reserved for them for me this was a way of a country that is trying to emancipate women and if the government could also do the same if we're saying we're going to have 60 seats or whatever number for persons with disabilities whom they're going to come into parliament this also means that we're going to have more and more issues discussed from various positions for those people who have been reserved but as long as we say we're going to have these two seats and i senate 
whereas issues are discussed very much in the parliament and those MPs are the ones that go to the people, talk to them, interact with them, get their issues and come back to parliament, discuss them. It's always a challenge now when it comes to this uh, segregated segment. How then is the country planning or how then is the country strategizing in terms of emancipating this group? But however, I, like I've mentioned before, I'm very happy when it comes to how people have taken, you know, their like with or without reserved seats, we're going to campaign, we're going to make it. But I believe in the next election, it has to be something that we are going to make. I believe when we had uh, our um, interface with the president, it's one of the issues that was so much raised that if you happen to go back to uh, the parliament again, we want seats to be reserved just like what happened for women. Let me ask this, and it's to all of you, but to what extent really then, because I want to then uh, you know, question what you're saying further. Yes, you want these seats. Yes, you want more representation. So if it goes up from two to five, if they're in parliament, we know that we have a parliamentary system that is based on whipping, that people will go in there, that they'll tow a party line. To what extent really are you getting the representation if this person is then, uh, in more cases than not, you know, forced to to tow a party line will they necessarily give you the representation that you need and that is to the entire panel if those women are there but are 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 pushing or are forced to vote on 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 parties and lines are they really then giving you the the deal that the the real representation that you want and to you uh, memory as you as you all let me uh, let you answer that first and then uh, i've got a few other questions i'd like to (laughs) to put but based on those dynamics because that is the political reality we have Mm -hmm. will getting more seats getting more women really give the representation or is it just on paper okay um, uh, thanks, uh, Farai, once again. I think um, you are asking the hard questions um, that we need to give answers to every day. Um, I, think, um, I think you're right. Uh, that's the, the, the political reality that we have. And uh, it's a way of how we do politics. Mm. It's a way of how, how we engage even at a micro level uh, in, our, in, in our communities and this is why I think during election time you hear people talking about how Zimbabwe environment is such a polarized environment where either you are either this you're not there is no in between if you're an, if you're an in between you don't fit you're divergent you're an outcast <laughs> and people do not like to associate with you and this is why sometimes even independent candidates um, are, shunned, are shunned because uh, people believe in either or you show your colors that's what mm-hmm. they say so you are right you ask pertinent questions that's 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 the political reality that sometimes uh, we even ask ourselves is the representation um, is the inclusivity and uh, are people really being honest and our people issues uh, represented represented in Parliament but I think um, as much as it is a challenge I think it's a it's a minimalist view or analysis of of, of how the role of uh, a member of Parliament is uh, uh-huh. and even a senator or a councillor uh, they, they do other responsibilities and jobs outside uh, maybe uh, arguing politically <laughs> sensitive voting. issues and voting. And voting. Yeah. Yes, because you see, there, there's a lot of work that happens and a lot of bills that are important to us 
that go through parliament, uh, that uh, councillors discuss in full council meetings as well as senators. So if you talk about representation and being included at that level, seriously, I think if, for example, let me give an example. If you're talking about a councillor and if you're talking about gender responsive service delivery, and um, if the room is full of men, and we are talking about uh, the distance to uh, a mother's shelter, for example. Mm-hmm. Perhaps that might not really matter to them. Then it it can matter to me because mm-hmm. I'm a woman. I have a womb. I have intentions of using it. Mm-hmm. So I'll think about anything less than two kilometers is is ridiculous. Maybe with men it will be like. As long as it's there, they've ticked their box. But with me, I'm consciously thinking about I'm a woman, I am pregnant. Is this, is this practical uh, when it happens? And so the point I was going to bring, which mm-hmm. I, I think I'll bring now to, again, both you and Isabel, is is there, maybe not ideal, but do you still, do you think that women still don't have a voice, even if not in parliament, but through pressure groups and organizations such as yourself, which are able to see that, look, this is a travesty of what should be happening, and so are able to put that pressure and, and hold parliamentarians to account and agitate and, 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 and be activists for some of these things? There is no greater uh, representation and being had for a, than sitting at the table. We need to sit at the table. It's our right. We need to be in parliament. We need to be councillors. And for over years, we've been, people have been speaking on our behalf. Uh, but it's our right. We need to be sitting at the table and making those decisions by ourselves and for ourselves. Uh-huh. And nothing is for us without us. There is no compromise. Isabel. Uh, uh, reinforcing what she, what memory has said, when we look at what's happening right now, we desperately need women participation, and this war cannot be won on just one front. We are trying to push on different fronts. Mm-hmm. We have civic organizations trying to put across women issues. We have parliament trying to do the same thing. We have political parties doing the same thing. Because this issue of women participation it has so many, so many aspects to it. it it's a complicated thing because it, it has so many tentrils. So when we, even if we have so many activists how will they make effective change if they are not part of the decision making? Because mm-hmm. the decisions are being made in council, the decisions are being made in parliament. If we, our voice could be heard better in parliament, where the back stops, mm. at least would know that women issues are being attended to. Indeed. Get in touch with us, uh, have your say, make a comment, uh, ask a question uh, and contribute to this discussion. We are speaking tonight about marginalized groups in elections. Are we indeed hearing those voices? I'll be uh, taking some of those contributions and questions that have come through via our so various platforms after this break. We're going to take a short break. It is Ask the MP. It is only on ZFM Stereo, my station, your station. Keep it here. We'll be back very, very shortly and we want to hear from you. Get in touch with us on via Facebook where we are you know, streaming live via Twitter. Also so via WhatsApp 0731 168 045. Ask the MP. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. 
Welcome back to the program of the MP. Uh, tonight we're talking about uh, marginalized groups and uh, finding out uh, you know, what the issues are and how they can be addressed uh, as we head towards those elections on July 30th. As I said earlier, I'll remind you where... Uh, we'll, uh, where you can catch ZFM in uh, Gweru 104.3, Kadomo 105.2, Kumakumo Yokoamtari 95.4, in Blaye, the city of Kings 106.7. You can also, as I said, engage with us uh, live, uh, stream live, but we're also streaming this program live on Facebook. So go to our Facebook uh, page, uh, facebook.com forward slash ZFM Stereo, and you can watch live as well as contribute and participate. Get in touch via WhatsApp 0731 uh, 045 0731-168-045 My guest in the studio tonight is Abel Monzora is from the MDCT Memory Kadao Institute for Young Women Development and Ian Vambe Young Voices Disability Rights Advocacy um, One of the issues that has certainly come up before uh, we went to the break was the fact that there is a need uh, to change mindsets, to change how politics is done uh, in Zimbabwe and certainly uh, you know that points to the fact that perhaps uh, the current crop of politicians really don't appreciate some of these issues, that they are paying lip service to them, that they'll say them because, um, you know, I think the point that was made earlier that they want to tick a box or, you know, they want to be politically correct but are not necessarily sincere or genuine. Uh, how do we hold them to account to say, look, if you don't do this, then, you know, uh, we won't vote for you or you will lose this voting block. Um, you know, those are some of the issues because I think elsewhere, you look you look at uh, politics in, in different areas, you know, people want to appeal. In America, for instance, you want to appeal to the Hispanic vote. You want to appeal to this vote. So uh, is there a way we can actually say, you know what, uh, candidate X or Y, if you don't do this or if you don't promise to do this, then forget about getting our support. Memory? Um, so, so I think, um, we, we, we have been, we've been trying and pushing for that. Um, we are definitely 52% uh, of the country's population. Um, and at the intersection of that, uh, these young women and, uh, the statistics released by Zach actually show that, uh, uh, this year's vote um, stands at between three million and uh, three million plus and two million plus uh, male, female, male in favour of the the female vote, and at the intersection of that, uh, young people. Mm-hmm. So um, we've been, I think, trying uh, with positive impact in terms of, I think, raising that uh, consciousness uh, mm-hmm. that people uh, are aware that they yield so much power in terms of uh, raising a a citizen uh, instead of uh, a voter, Mm. where you actually deliberately raise consciousness that you are a citizen first before you become a voter. Mm -hmm. And when you're citizens, your rights run infinity forever mm-hmm. you have your your rights you have your freedoms you have your power so i i i think that's that's a very good call a decent call in terms of i think for for young women and the disability sector and women in general perhaps to come together and say you know look these are our demands and um if they are not met uh 
we are not going to 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 vote you to vote for you but there's still a long way to go i i would like to acknowledge that that we have a way of doing politics mm-hmm. but we have yielded so much uh positive results even in terms of our advocacy and just pushing or even trying to change how the politicians or the elected candidates uh, do their business in terms of representing the issues that really matter for example to young women mm-hmm. and to to women in general ian you made uh, mention earlier as you were speaking about uh uh, some court cases or court challenges, cases that are before the court where I think it was the, the issue to do with braille material and things like that. Mm-hmm. The fact that, you know, often we hear urgent applications being brought because, uh, you know, it's a hot political issue. Is this not an urgent issue? Is it being given the urgency that, that, that it deserves? Or again, is this another example of how this is not an important thing because we're just three weeks away? When will, if there were no braille materials, if they're not being, I mean, we keep hearing talk, uh, huge debate about have ballot papers been printed. If they have indeed been printed, then clearly this, we've missed a boat. The major issue that is happening there, Zeku always say, resources are not permitting. You know, this is something that we are used to, even from our constitution. It says we provide A, B, C, D, but resources permitting. So I, I would like to believe that there always come a point where people will say, ah, we wanted to. But mm-hmm. we are limited with the resources. So I believe it is always an issue of trying to find scapegoats and trying to escape what is happening exactly on the ground. And right now, I, I don't see any light coming because we are, like rightfully said, that we are only three weeks away from the elections. And if they failed to do that for the past four or five years, how are they going to make it happen in the next three, three weeks? So it's always a challenge now. How then are we going to be given attention in so areas? And um, to add on and agreeing to what uh, my fellow panelists are saying here, when you look at women particularly women with disabilities, they have what I can say, they have, they have a double burden. That one of being a woman first, the second one of being someone with a disability. Because the perspective that the society is going to view you with is very, very different from what they're going to view from others. I would like to believe that comrades like a Maslin Wizard from, from Goromonzi has really had a challenge because she's female and she had to stand up and say, you know what, despite my disability despite my gender i'm going to bring something to you mm-hmm. so it really needs that courage and it also needs a society with a character and, and 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 attitude that is positive in terms of receiving people with disabilities in participating when they campaign when they do whatever they do people should look at their ability people should look at their capacity not of how they are appearing like not of uh, this person is female or this person is male but it has to be based on what they're saying and i also believe that when it comes to issues of of you know giving immediate attention i i would say this election period has been really a disappointing one on this on the element of inclusivity because we have had all sorts of adverts even when we are having adverts it was also a challenge after some um dpos made some noise that you know what parko has got guys come and register there is no even disability inclusivity you know uh-huh. there is no that element being mentioned could he, Everyone is welcome. People with disabilities, you can do A, B, C, D. But there were always challenges. People will travel long distances. Some of the wheelchairs were not accessible. Some of the uh, personnel that you meet there was not prepared or was not mm. in a position to help you. So sure. the preparedness was always a challenge. And it also reflects on our country is having an attitude towards that. Let me ask you this, Isabel, because uh, you obviously are uh, representing a political party here and we hear a lot of the time, and again, it's coming to the attention that's been given. We hear a lot of the time that, you know, this international mission has come, observers are here, they have met stakeholders, they have met political parties. Are they also engaging some of these marginalized groups, the women, the, the disabled and things like that, to, to hear uh, these issues and, 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 and to pay attention to them? 
I have met election observers, but I went there under a political party. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard of election of observers making time to go and consult um, these marginalized groups mm-hmm. because I, I think they think that uh, these marginalized groups are also included in political parties. Mm-hmm. So when they, I, I actually remember the meeting we had with the Comesa delegation, they were surprised that because it was the three of us, it was myself, Linda Masarera, and Nixon Nigazino. So our team had two women and mm-hmm. one guy. They were surprised. They said this is a breath of fresh air because usually we are just getting men mm-hmm. coming here and telling us what's happening in political parties. Mm-hmm. So that also made it very apparent that these people have not had the voice of the marginalized or have not had the voice of the women. Mm-hmm. in particular when it comes to election issues apart from just meeting political parties mm-hmm. uh, then I, I i want to say bad leaders are elected by good people who do not vote mm-hmm. whenever we talk about voting and we do not go and vote as women how then will we will, will, will we be able to get the change which we are clamoring for we will not get it because we can only get it once we vote so it's a welcome development that we have more women who have registered to vote but are they going to go out and vote on the particular day because once we have these statistics these big statistics of women registering to vote and then not coming out to vote on the particular day of the election then we are not going anywhere the other go ahead go ahead the other thing is in zimbabwe we have a a followership crisis mm-hmm. we have we might have not so perfect leaders because no one is perfect anyway but the the followers we have as leaders are, are, are really letting us down because the the followers are not really holding the leaders accountable for oh. their actions so once we have leaders doing as they please with with uh, just that notion that I will deal with them uh, when I want them to vote for me, then we will always have the same conversation, even next election. Isabel, I was going to say as you were speaking that uh, it has been said on previous programs and uh, by uh, previous guests that I've had here that uh, women don't necessarily vote for other women. What do you say to that? That is true. Mm-hmm. It is true in the sense that women uh, have to be conscientized because we, we're coming from a society where we thought the best leaders should be men. So conscientizing them first as women should come first because if we do not make, if we do not convince them that as women we actually have the same merit, we actually have the same capacity as the men because what only differentiates me with a man are our reproductive organs mm-hmm. otherwise in terms of mental capacity we are just the same so we are coming from a society where patriarchy and misogyny is still very real mm-hmm. we, we have to first work on the women so that they actually appreciate a fellow woman when they when a fellow woman comes to them and say and says please vote for me because they can do the same thing which a man has been doing all along and i was i actually want to stress this point that 
we are not this fight is not against men mm -hmm. but it is against the system mm -hmm. so we are not against men but the men unfortunately happen to be beneficiaries of this system so coming to the men and telling them that we are, we, we want to change the status quo is obviously going to have some resistance because they are benefiting from it but we need to change this narrative True. because as women there is nothing which we cannot do which men can do better we can actually do things better than men if I, I may say so myself I had an opportunity to speak to one of the presidential candidates a female presidential candidate she insists that uh, you know what is my needs at this point in time is a mother um, and, and, and that she's uh, one of the few that are uniquely positioned to do that she says you know women uh, know what it feels like to be at home with a child who is not going to school and so uh, that's one of her key key areas so uh, clearly there is that sense that uh, maybe it's time to change things up and try something different here let's put a mother in charge uh, i say this because you know you you said something that was uh, you know very insightful earlier uh, when we were speaking where you said look people look at disabled uh, candidates and they say look what can he offer but uh, mm -hmm. you know i would look at it and say look that person is a father is a parent yeah. is is is, uh, is an employee whoever they employ so if they're able to do that job if they're able to be a parent if they're able to to do whatever to get by in life yeah. surely there is something that they have to offer. They're, they're as, as, as competent and as, as qualified as everyone else. Let me read a couple, of, as I mentioned, you know, I, I promised I would read a, a couple of contributions that uh, have come through. Uh, Luis Matutu says, I'm as much, uh, in as much as I may, I appreciate the ladies' views. I think it's more to do with financial empowerment and women should also be able to support their own. Thank you so much, Luis Matutu, for that contribution. Um, I want to read a couple of more here. Uh, from listeners getting in touch obviously 0731 is the whatsapp number get in touch with us uh, and have your contribution here and the yeko hold our leaders accountable i shande munomo zimbabwe you just made that point earlier about uh, uh, followership uh, because my leaders actually do not accept constructive criticism they are just too cocky that is coming from my tutu in Blayo. um uh Hanzi, here's someone saying, Hanzi, my wife, so, you know, whether I vote or not, it's going to be the same thing. Uh, point there about leaders um, thinking perhaps that because they are leaders, they are smarter than everyone else. I don't know. Uh, but those are some of the contributions. We'll take a few more later. But your response to some of these issues that has been raised, uh, you said... Uh, bad leaders are voted by people who good people who don't vote here's someone saying whether i vote or not it really doesn't change my my circumstances uh, i'm still gonna buy bread at the same price tomorrow i'm still gonna face the same challenges so really that's the mentality which we need to change as zimbabweans mm -hmm. because once you do not vote you can you are not supposed to complain when things do not go your way you are being given an opportunity to change things but you are deciding you're making a conscious decision not to take part in voting because you think it will not make a difference why don't you try and vote for a woman vote for a woman because a woman is saying she can do better because for the past 37 years we've we've had men 
at the helm of things and look at our country right now look at our economy right now we are all suffering why don't we just change this election give Tokozani Kope a chance <laughs> give her the presidium and see what she has to offer memory I want to uh, I'm not sure if I've interpreted it this, the, the way the listener intended or certainly if you've interpreted it mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Uh, listener said it's about financial emancipation it's about empowerment mm-hmm. women who perhaps have made their way have made their uh, main name for themselves are earning enough or have started their own business out do you think that they'll command more respect that the perception towards them will be different if, if they are uh, participating if 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 women are financially if if, if, if a woman empowered. who is perceived to be successful to be financially empowered you know will they be perceived differently will they command the respect of people who ordinarily are dismissive of women absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely um one of the key challenges uh, that uh, young women even bella can tell you is uh campaigning is expensive true yeah, it is. it's very expensive and um if we, then we look at the means of production and who owns and who who is wealthy in society the majority of them are men mm-hmm. because of uh several reasons so absolutely if uh women cry or complain or put that on the table that uh if only they they were financially independent or capacitated to to run their campaigns the, the way they want them to be they would stand higher chances of doing better than their male counterparts so i'm i'm, I'm not arguing there that uh, absolutely it's 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 a contributing factor but not entirely mm-hmm. uh there there are women or even men that have won uh elections uh with a very few resources uh the the became creative on how they are campaigning and uh, they leverage on their communities and in terms of support uh, their communities supported them uh, without any uh, resources or few resources so I, I would like to agree with 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 that or with with one of the listeners okay um, I would Great. also want to add on that that kushaya and poverty inokuisa at the mercy of who has married at mm-hmm. that point so if you are coming from a position you do not have that privilege of having financial independence you will always be at the mercy of the person who holds the resources in their hand so you then see that even if you have a female candidate and you have poor followers these poor followers will be will be manipulated by the person who has the most resources right now zanupuyev will always win purportedly win in 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 raw constitu- constituencies because vanoyenda nema bags of rice and millimil vonopavano it's vote buying but people will accept it because Havana. Mm-hmm. so once women have more at their disposal once women have more resources at their dis- disposal it means more women who actually have this confidence of taking leadership positions because as she has already said campaigning is expensive you cannot campaign kana usinamari because we're running out of time i i i i i i, I I will hand over to Ian now and say, I just want to ask you one final question. Um, 
obviously a lot of the attention and a lot of these issues are being raised now because we're on the eve of an election uh, is there no danger are you not uh, guilty may not be the right word but uh, you know of relaxing basically that after 20 after july 30 another four years there'll be there won't be much noise or agitation made about some of these issues and then when we are on the about to have another election uh, you will start raising issues again and, and looking for attention okay thank you for the question but just to be precise on that one uh from my organization we are a group of young persons with disabilities who do disability rights advocacy we do not make noise when it comes to a particular event that is about to happen but we've been making noise for the past seven or eight years for instance we have had uh, the issue of the uncrpd the united nations conventions on the rights of persons with disabilities which was uh, open for signatory in 2006 and our country only signed in september 2018 and our organization has been one of those who's been you know pushing for the ratification of that convention since 2010. Mm-hmm. so it actually took us three years to see that convention being signed up and right now we're pushing for the domestication of that uncrpd which was signed so for us to say as soon as elections are done we're going to be silent no the war continues that's the struggle because when you are when you want to change the mentality of someone it is to be a war and it has to be something that you're willing to take at lengthy so from our organization and from the perspective of the dpos that we have been um uh linking up with we are we are we are going to take up the challenge we're going to continue making noise because for us Mind you, for us to have those two senators in parliament, it was also after some noise was made. Mm. So eventually we are continuing with the process that we have already embarked on. So I would also urge my fellow comrades out there that, you know what, even if things doesn't happen our way this election, we still have another chance. We still have to do more. We don't have to give up balls that we have felt this time. And I, I would like to appeal to everyone else who is listening and everyone else who is in the studio right now, because for persons with disabilities to make it, they need you, they need me. We really need to make a collective effort to make sure that the change really comes. Ian Rambe, I want to thank you for that and for coming through to the program and certainly highlighting and raising the fact that there there are a number of candidates who have said, look, we are going to participate, quota or no quota. We, uh, you know, we have a part to play and have not uh, shirked away from that responsibility or or shied away because of their disabilities. And we wish them all the best. Uh, And as you say, as much as, you know, let's go out there and vote for them if, uh, you know, if they are the better candidate and and let's not certainly put uh, their disability first. Let's look at their substance, the content of what they are putting forward and what they represent. So thank you so much, Ian, for coming through. I also want to thank Memory uh, Kadaoshi from the Institute for Young Women Development. Isabel Monzora from the MDCT. Thank you so... Uh, sorry, MDC. Thank you so much uh, for coming through MDCT. Uh, we want to uh, wish you all the best, too. Thank you. Uh, in, in your rural constituency. And uh, uh, hopefully we'll have a discussion. Uh, you know, this program is for MPs, so maybe at one point we'll come back uh, as, as a natural uh, you know, Honorable. MP. Honorable. <laughs> uh, I heard uh, earlier when we started the program, you've been called Honorable and you were saying you received. So certainly, uh, like I said, we, we wish you all the best. Um, and and, and uh, to all Zimbabweans, we say, look, you know, as we go towards the elections, once again, we continue to preach peace, uh, peace, peace, peace. And, uh, you know, uh, let's, you know, vote wisely and, 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 and go out there and do vote. Uh, most important, yes. if you've registered to vote, mm-hmm. then Let's go vote. there yes. and vote and participate. Have your say. Ask the MP only on ZFM Stereo, my station, your station. will bring you this program in conjunction with the Southern African Parliamentary Support Trust. Thank you so much for tuning in and for following us on various social media platforms. For those who got in touch, a very extra special thank you. Up next, Health Matters with Larry. So be sure to stay tuned for that and a whole lot more. Good night.